0: Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 198, Episode 2 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Tuesday, August 17th, 2021. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. It's the trend of the world as we know it, and I feel Fucked. (laughs) That is courtesy of Nicholas Spear And I am thrilled to be joined as always By my co-host, Mr. Miles
1: Gray
2: Hold on, he's got to go in the upper register really quick Vax it up, vax that fool Vax it up, inoculate that fool Jab him, jab him, jab him Stick him, stick him, stick him Vax one, vax one, vax one, vax him Anyway, MOP, vax it up Shout out to them (laughs) Um, the though <laughs> I was trying to get it right. I didn't realize to really get there. It's it's, it's a whole it's, register. Yeah, that I, I didn't struggling even with.
0: think of that as being an upper register. But yeah, I need to re-listen.
2: Thank you. But anyway, shout out to me right now for just trying hey. to come up with just you know, odd hip hop vaccine style, A.K.A.s That's what we're doing. Right
0: now. <laughs> well, Miles, before yes. we get. To our wonderful guest today Uh, we gotta let him know that on August 25th a single week from today, one American week from today we are doing a live show uh, 6pm PST, 9pm on the EST and we are bringing you the year 2000 in a live streaming audio, visual, interactive we're gonna be taking your questions checking out your comments extravaganza Mm -hmm.
2: with special guest chris crofton what the the cold brew powered one uh with a dodgy memory so we will see what he remembers (laughs) from the year 2000 it's going to be wonderful it's going to be hilarious Go to MomentHouse.com slash zeitgeist to get your tickets. It's 10 bucks. Also, you can get a limited edition poster. You know, help us out. Grab a poster. Mm-hmm. And, and and look, if you forget how to remember a URL, just check the footnotes. It'll be footnotes. right there. Any of our social media handles. We'll, we'll have show the promo stuff right there.
0: Right there in the description of this very episode. Boom. Well, Miles, we yes. are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the mm-hmm. comedian, writer, pop culture critic who's newsletter was named one of the best 2020 newsletters to subscribe to that will keep you informed and entertained by mary claire she's the host of the tv i say podcast the creator of the badass black women's history month project and her writing has appeared in little places like the av club the guardian l variety vice jezebel vulture to name a few please welcome the brilliant the hilarious the talented ashley ray
1: Oh my god, hello, welcome, welcome. hello I'm hello. so glad to be here, wow, yeah, so glad to have so glad you,
2: to have you. Uh, it's oh always, I'm like, man, we gotta have Ashley on, also, we, I, we gotta talk 90 day at some point too, because that's of like, course. that's one of our great overlapping interests, I, yeah. on top of weed also, so. Yeah, weed, um, 90 day, I
1: mean, <laughs> and I mean, that's hell all last night, was on Sunday. I, oh
2: yeah, I have I only caught the beginning parts, so I gotta watch the rest after, but I'm, poof, boy, go boy. Yeah. It's Where like, are we in the world
0: of... First of all, how many seasons in? To Oh, I Day? mean, of, of well, which
1: spinoff? I mean, yeah. currently we're <laughs> finishing uh, 90 Day Fiancé, Happily Ever After, season six. And then 90 Day Fiancé, The Other Way, season three, comes back next week.
0: Yeah. And then and that's we've when got... Americans go abroad and... Uh, yeah, and are... fall
1: in love with people in other countries. Got and it. then there's,
2: what, Love in Paradise? I'm about to oh, start watching that one. Love in Paradise, like yeah. Sex tourism, basically.
1: So, okay, so <laughs> oh, 90 Day Love in God. Paradise... You know, every season they have the clear, like, sex tourism couple, like, the old lady who's just going down to clearly get dick. And I am impressed because Love in the Caribbean is not like that. Like, Mm. it's legitimately people who are like, I was in Jamaica for two weeks and it was the most beautiful time of my life. And so I was just having all the raw sex in the world and I got pregnant. (laughs) <laughs> and now i'm trying to convince this man to move to america because i'm having a baby <laughs> there you right. go oh i'm ready okay I'm yeah. ready yeah. i actually think it's incredible and it reminds me of the early days of 90 day fiance like right. it's just people who you wish they could get it together but they can't get out of their own way right
2: versus now we just have like demented abusers and things like yeah. that which and you're, you're
1: a, just like yeah people like, who clearly Grr. hate each other and you're just like please stop like encouraging angela to do this to this man
2: yeah or herself <laughs>
1: yeah. Dr. Are they, sorry
0: are they they're not bringing the couples together the couples are together in the first place and oh, then yeah. 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 Okay. got
1: it. These these are people who'd be making these mistakes without (laughs) without a
0: camera. (laughs) Right, right, right. Exactly. It's the added benefit of it
2: all being documented. Exactly. And we can feel better by comparison about our terrible life decisions. That's the whole point of these
0: shows. (laughs) All right, Ashley, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we are going to tell the listeners just a few of the things we're talking about. The Texas Supreme Court has sided with Governor Abbott Mm. about Whether or not you can mandate masks, I'll give you one guess as to which side they're on. Which way did the
2: all-GOP state (laughs) Supreme Court go, I wonder?
0: Yeah, but fortunately, some of the county officials are just ignoring the shit out of them. But we'll talk about that. We'll talk about how to embrace fake meat. Uh, We will talk (laughs) about the new grift, which is musicals. James O'Keefe starring in a musical which we've all been waiting for his musical theater debut after the oh, yeah. Prince uh, lip syncing video. We'll talk about just the horrifying scenes coming out of Afghanistan. And then we'll talk about Taco Bell if we have a little a little extra. We'll have time. time to we'll have time to talk we about gotta Taco, get to Taco, Bell. Taco Bell because on, they're introducing like futuristic drive-throughs that look like Daft Punk designed a car wash. <laughs> It's like four lane drive throughs that are all angular and like they're fishing, bro. They're fishing. You yeah, know yeah. What I mean?
2: yeah, we're going vertical.
0: All of that, plenty more. But first, Ashley, we like to ask our guest what is something from your search history.
1: Oh, something from my search history. I okay. I I was looking, and literally my search history for the past like three days is all just the names of bars from Bar Rescue. because i've 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 been obsessed with like this bar rescue marathon and then Mm -hmm. i just spend the entire day just going i wonder if that one still exists and then i'm just googling like fifth and vine the roost like all these ridiculous names he comes up with for these like companies one was like the copper rocket he changed like a thriving bar into the copper rocket it didn't survive wow yeah what the i mean
2: did you so i'm guessing you also are you watch bar rescue too
1: oh yeah yeah yeah
2: i'm myself i mentioned this because did you see that clip of him on laura ingram
1: i did where he's like workers are like dogs and you need to starve them (laughs) hungry (laughs)
2: dogs obedient you're like yeah
1: (laughs) and it's like oh no but i like if you watch bar rescue it's like he could have said worse like if you watch bar rescue he will be like Say you're a dumb idiot sandwich in front of your grandmother. Like, tell your father you're a failure. You're a failure. Tell him now. Yeah, yeah, tell him. Tell him now. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. like, honestly, for John Taffer, like that was him trying to probably make a compliment. Like, for his scale <laughs> of like what is okay to say.
2: Have you seen any bars that you know on Bar Rescue? Because there's one in the valley that I grew up like never going to because it was like the old washed. Like elderly bar that we're just like, Fuck, we're not going in there that it was like, then it was on and I was like, that's what it looks like inside. But it's always a, a startling thing when you see a local bar. in
1: there Yeah, they did one in Chicago and like, I mean, River North, which is literally just where tourists hang out. Mm-hmm. And they were like, we're going to turn this into the local and make it like a bar where local Chicago people want to go. And I lived in Chicago for seven years. No one goes to that place. Like, it is just (laughs) full of tourists who are like, oh, my God, I want to go to the bar from the Bar Rescue episode. Right, right, right. Yeah.
2: Wait, which one was it before it became the local? What was the vibe in that place? Was it the one where they had all the, like, art, the musicians and shit in there?
1: Yeah, like, it was something like Beats and Notes or something like that. Like, some jazzy name and they had musicians. And he was just like, this is disgusting music doesn't make money <laughs> like and that, like, like the that's owners all were doing. like
2: had like this like artistic disposition was like we wanted a yeah. place where people could do art they're like
1: but you're broke you yeah ain't. and he's like what's well, what's more important sending your daughter to college or putting art on your walls and it's right. like that's that's how john taver sees the world it's yeah, that's, that's it. amazing
0: For sure. yeah it's like that quincy jones quote that god leaves the room when like the question of commercialism enters the conversation. It's like he is the opposite. So just God leaves the room every time he walks into a a room. He's never
1: known God. (laughs) It's amazing the things he'll do to just be like, I don't give a shit about the culture of this bar, (laughs) what you want. There was one, it's like a (laughs) pirate, like he came into a pirate bar that was run by literal like pirate hippies who were like, we love dressing up as pirates in our free time. Like this was clearly their passion project. Yeah. And he came in and renamed the bar the corporate, like just shitting <laughs> in their faces. Just named it the corporate. Made a giant logo of a man in a suit and was like, "We want business people to know this place is about the business." Right. And literally, like the pirate waiters just like couldn't get it together. They're just like, "Milady, what would you like for dinner?" And he's just <laughs> like, "You need to be normal." And then they all like stormed out. She closed it down three days later.
2: Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that was in uh, yeah, in Maryland, I believe. Yeah. I remember that yeah. very vividly because I knew people from Silver Spring, and I'm like, I'll be like, "Yo, do you know this bar? Do you know this bar? You heard of it? See, and, like that episode came out nine years ago. I'm yeah. like, right, right, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, there's like, <laughs> like I, said, I Google every bar, and there's like dedicated websites to like Bar Rescue updates where they yeah. like tell you everything that happens.
0: The Would corporate you know? and copper rocket. I think I feel like I I don't watch the show, but it sounds like he's 0 for two, and it yeah. sounds like he also prides himself on like being sweet at naming at naming yeah. bars. Oh yeah, like, he's, he's like I know exactly I what this rocket needs.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, he's copper like, rocket sounds like a steampunk like sex toy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I thought I don't. I thought of something like a mechanical dog penis. Is like right.
2: Line, right. Like, <laughs> a line. Bring out the copper rocket. You're like yeah. oh no. And then Uh-oh.
1: sometimes he'll like change the name of the bar but he like won't get them a new liquor license under the same the right like the new name and then they like have to close down and they get screwed over like three of the bars they were like yeah he just like changed our name and got us a new sign and all of it was illegal
2: right because we can't do business as this thing because we don't have a license
0: for it wow okay
1: so yeah
2: little like oprah kind of thing where people got the car and then they didn't realize they had to pay the taxes
1: yeah they had to pay the taxes it's yeah
0: so there was just a, I, w- I wonder if he was on Laura Ingram to, like, raise awareness of the Bar Rescue Marathon. Like, if that's why he was there in the Honestly, first Honestly,
1: probably because that is all they show on Paramount, like, the right. channel. Like, right. I, there's a whole TV channel that just plays Bar Rescue all day.
2: There you go. Yeah, the, he, he went on to Laura the Ingram angle to drag wage workers and then also... <laughs> And also, just give some press,
0: little bump to his bump TV. To, yeah, to
1: just John Taffer's most embarrassing manager moments. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is something you think is overrated, Ashley?
1: Overrated. You know, I I'm gonna have to go right now. Everybody's talking about it. I'm gonna have to go with the White Lotus.
0: Mm. Wow.
1: We, I'm not gonna spoil anything, but I no, just I'm, feel I'm like three
2: episodes in. I'm gonna keep watching, but.
1: Yeah, I, I, and I, here's I, the thing. I think the it's tone an, of the
2: internet seemed to yeah, be like that. Really I think
1: like, it's mm-hmm. an incredible show and it's a good show, but apparently people were watching this thing thinking it was going to like give us the 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 key to like saving native lands in Hawaii and like teach us how to end racism. Oh no! That that I, was, like apparently what people thought this show was going to. You know they they had high expectations, and in that regard, I think maybe it was a bit overrated.
2: I like, watched it. Uh, the first, i'm watching these first three episodes going I'm like look at these fucked up people
1: right and you're, it's just <laughs> supposed to be like it let's enjoy the pathology of these like crazy white people and right. like just the crazy things that rich white people do and instead people are like wait a second i thought What's Mike white would, like <laughs> save us like what is this <laughs> message and it's oh, like okay yeah, no, it's it's crazy, white people, right? <laughs> give, give yourself to yeah the
2: right reasons to watch it. Um, I think we will be recommending that for our streaming corner this week because yeah, we've all been watching it and being like, this shit is fu-. more than anything. Like yeah. the sh- outside of the show, I'm just so I love Jennifer Coolidge. I've loved her since Best in Show when she that was like one of the first so things good. I was like, I'm Coolidge gang from Best in Show onward. And w- watching her in this, I'm mostly coming for the Jennifer Coolidge. Uh, if I'm going to be real, but like every, but I stay for the rest of the mess. But she's been fucking unbelievably good. Yeah, she's such she's a great so performer. Good in it. Yeah, people uh, feel people like always think she's like that too. Yeah, when you're like, no, Jennifer Coolidge is a fucking artist, man. Like
1: she's like one of the best actresses. Like she gets into these characters. And people are like, no, she just kind of seems like a bimbo, and it's like, no, that's <laughs> Watch
2: an interview. Watch an interview really quick. Yeah. Like,
1: come on. <laughs>
0: I feel like as somebody who curates opinions of TV shows that I haven't watched, (laughs) it (laughs) it feels like the White Lotus has followed the same path as the undoing that Nicole Kidman, Hugh Grant thing where it was like everybody was really into it and talking about it and then everyone was disappointed by the last episode. Yeah, it's it's kind of that
1: same thing where people are like, oh my God, is this some larger message about the privileges of like white men and blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, no, it's just, like, a really kind of nah. basic story, like... <laughs> right. Yeah, just, you know, and it's entertaining and enjoyable, but I think you just have to, like, lower your expectations. And the thing with White Lotus was that so many people were like, I relate to these characters. Like, how can they just, like, be bad people? And I, <laughs> that's where it's, like... Oh no! Maybe you should reflect on that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> just telling on themselves. That yeah. wasn't a joke. Okay,
1: wow. <laughs> I don't know. I it was sarcastic when you said yeah. you were related to like the whiny girl who hates her whole life just because her husband's rich. Like, oh, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We've all been there, you know. Yeah. Anyway, I got to make an open mic. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, what's something you think is underrated?
1: I like hate to go all TV, but I mean that's that's what I do. I just only know TV, and I have to go underrated there's this show on TLC called you, me and my ex. Mm. And, and it's crazy. And like, everyone has been like, this is bad. Like this is horrible TV. And I'm obsessed with it. It's like actually the, the finale that I am looking forward to more than the white Lotus. I, I am just so into this show that is just like people who are in relationships, but have very unhealthy connections with their exes. Like, their ex will come and like live with them or like they FaceTime with their ex-boyfriend every day even though they're now like engaged to a woman and I, I feel like people need to give it more credit because it is probably the most interesting human study of the last like 10 years. I, whenever
2: I see promos for it, it felt like it was a it was so aggressively produced because I'm like, how the fuck could you find someone who is like, I'm in a relationship with this guy and we live with his ex? Yeah. And you're watching like just how toxic and unhealthy and unsustainable it is. And you're like, these people can't be fucking real. But you're saying you watch yeah. it and you're like, oh my God, they really are this fucking yes. clueless about they, it.
1: They do a good job of like finding couples where it's like they have a reason to still be in each other's lives, like they have kids or something. So it's a little like, oh, okay, like this isn't too forced. Like Mm -hmm. one guy is like, oh, I'm going to be the sperm donor for my ex-wife who's now a lesbian. And it's like, okay, they have like pretty good reasoning for why they want him to be the sperm donor. And they're still like kind of involved. And it's like mostly people who have healthy boundaries. And then there are kind of the couples where it's like, they like, like two of the couples go on an RV trip together and there's no reason for them to like share an RV. Like, it's just like, you can tell a producer was like, it right. would be a good idea if you all were just like in the <laughs> together so we could shoot it. And that's when it's a little like, okay, this is like overproduced drama. Like, what that, that part, okay. Right. Yeah. But like, there's good stuff. There's like also the part where there's this guy who like, he met this woman and they went on like two dates and then he got sick with COVID and was in the hospital for like nine months. Oh my Ex-wife God. Ex wife like moved back in with him to take care of their like five kids. He gets out of the hospital, moves back home, and the first thing he does, he's like, "That girl I went on two dates with, I want to move her into the house because I think I'm in love with her." Oh no! Whoa! And he's like, he like, he's like, "Oh, my daughter shares my bed sometimes, so you can't sleep with me." And he like puts an air mattress in a closet for. her. <laughs> And, and he, like, is legitimately like, no, this is, like, a good idea. Like, why wouldn't you want oh, no. to sleep in my closet? Like, this is great. Oh and that's, uh, like, oh, this is excellent television. Yeah,
2: okay, I'm in. Now I'm in. Yeah. I mean, the close. I feel like, I don't know, in our dating lives, like, I've definitely gone out and then someone's like oh yeah like i still live with my ex but it's like all good like we're in the process like they're they're about to move out or whatever and i'm like okay i could vibe with that i I, one time i had a friend who straight up went home with somebody on a date and they're like okay when you go and just be quiet because my ex is asleep (laughs) in the other room and he's like wait what and then found out like at the threshold what the situation is it's like he's fine we've been broken up for like a couple months now but just, he gets really cranky. So, like, let's just be really quiet when we walk through Let's just so got a real temper. Yes. So, be That's quiet.
1: really angry guy, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. Don't worry. He's, like, 5'2", though. He's harmless. He's harmless. He's <laughs>
0: harmless. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I hear about this more than I would expect. Like, we, we just ambiently heard about it through, like, Wayne Brady, the fact that he lives <laughs> with his wife and her new and husband. And they had that whole TikTok dance to explain right. it to us, too. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I just hear about it all the time in, like, people's daily lives. Because I think, you know, rent is hard. Like, finding a place is hard. So, like, there's definitely a lot of overlap there. Yeah, like, I get the well, survival-based ones.
2: But, yeah. like, the ones where it's someone who's just like, ah, I just can't quit you.
0: Made a life decision. <laughs> and there's, yeah. A,
1: there's Yeah, there's, like, one couple where the ex-wives became, like, best friends. And they're doing, like, nude photo shoots together. And the guy is, like... Why is my new wife like doing a nude bathroom photo shoot with my ex-wife? Like, right? You know, but that—that's how some people heal. That's yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: right. Yeah, <laughs> we all right. have our own ways
0: of moving on.
1: Yeah. Well, that
0: sounds incredible. So go check out you, me, and my ex, y'all. Um, mm-hmm. Let's take a, a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. And let's talk about masking laws around the country, specifically Texas, where they are basically run by Republicans, all the all the big office holders, all the big Any judges worth having. Yeah, are all Republicans. And despite what like present tense science is showing us, they're just like, nah, I can't 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 tell us what to do.
2: Yeah. The name of personal freedom. And, you know, we talked about how there have been small little acts of rebellion in Florida and Texas where people are like, I don't give a fuck what the governor is saying. Like, this sounds like absolutely asinine and dangerous to be like, dude, you're not going to can't can't force people to do what's safe for everyone. That's absurd. And now we're seeing a little bit of pushback. So we talked about how two counties basically said we don't give a fuck. We're going to mandate masks in schools. Fucking come. Come see me then. And apparently the Supreme Court did. Governor (laughs) Abbott was like, hey, Supreme Court, they're trying to flaunt my like my anti-mandate mandate. mandate." And they essentially blocked this initial mandate from Bexar and Dallas counties. And like these are some of the biggest school districts in the state that they represent. So, you know, it makes sense why they'd want to keep it safe. So some commentary from officials there, the city attorney in Bexar County, Andy Segovia, said that, quote, He said, first of all, the mandate remains in effect. And, quote, the city of San Antonio and Bexar County's response to the Texas Supreme Court continues to emphasize that the governor cannot use his emergency powers to suspend laws that provide local entities the needed flexibility to act in an emergency. Okay, that makes sense. And then in Dallas, the superintendent of the independent Dallas Independent School District said, you know, fuck it, we're not we don't give a fuck what the court said like it's there's how can you say we we can't do this this doesn't make sense quote we're going to have the mask mandate tomorrow we're going to be benevolent we're going to be nice but we're going to be firm and we're going to enforce it so
0: yeah i mean yeah. At, a, at a certain <laughs> point can they just be like we're going to do it from home then like if you if you insist on not letting people wear masks while we're in like, we'll go back to shitty I feel like that's school. worse than the mask mandate. Right. Yeah, for, for those people. Like
1: that, because, because Texas is so, like, we refuse to believe this, a lot of school districts aren't even offering at-home options. Like, you have to yeah. be in school.
2: Right. Because it's all, you know, like, if you think about all the dynamics, right, it's like they they want the kids back in school to alleviate the pressure on the adults that are workers. So right. if they don't have to be at home with their kids, there's less of a crunch for the child care because they're at school again. But then on top of that, if you do the mask, then you're reminding people that the COVID rates are going out of control, which could which could create another lockdown, which obviously entities like the Chamber of Commerce absolutely hate because they've been like, do we have to keep the revenue flowing? So no matter what, everything's just sort of linked to this idea of like never wanting to acknowledge that it's bad enough that something has to be done for the sake of just letting business rip. Um, or business yeah. as usual.
0: I mean, I get why it's better for the anti-vaxer parents to like have their kids at school. I'm just wondering, like, it, can they if it's not a mandate, can they just be like, well, you're not allowed in our school? Like, what? Just what, go from home then. I don't. know. Yeah. and guess because
1: uh, the the governor, along with all these other rules, also put in place rules where the school districts can't tell parents if p if kids test positive for COVID, they can't share the number of students who have tested positive for COVID. So it's like you, as a parent, even if you don't want to send your kid in, you don't really have the information needed to be like, oh, I yeah. should keep my kid at home. Or like, oh, the numbers are going off the chart because they're just like, nope. Yeah. Like, right. How'd you
2: get those numbers?
1: Yeah. Oh. Like the governor says, it's a secret. Like we're not yeah. allowed to say. And, and yeah. He's got a yeah. cool
2: demeanor, though, despite the numbers going up and also finding out that he's been asking for assistance from outside the state because the situation just becomes increasingly dire. It's like so much, you know, so much double, double speak and just lack of acknowledgement happening that, yeah, it's just, the, yeah, the chaos I, still continues.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm a fifth generation Texan, like my f- whole family is in Dallas. And I, I feel like, I don't know, it's like the perfect example of just everything Texas is like on the one side, you have these people who are like, we're never gonna wear our masks. And then the other side, you have these people who are like, we will do whatever we have to do to wear these masks. Like, we don't care if we have to go to the Supreme Court and fight you. We don't. I, I know in Houston, they like some people, they did a restraining order against the governor. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. So that to prevent they it, yeah. to prevent him from like being able to, ar- like, you know, do anything about people wearing masks. So I just feel like it's just like the two like staunchest, like, just. The most stubborn sides like fighting against each other.
2: Right, in the stubbornest state.
1: In the most uh... again, yeah, the most stubborn state. And everybody's just kind of like, I don't know what to do. Right. Right.
0: All right. Let's talk uh let's talk some fake meat. <laughs> we we know that The Copper Rocket? The copper rocket. <laughs> the copper rocket. <laughs> fake meat, the copper rocket. That's right. <laughs> we know that, you know, the Factory farming in the meat sector is a huge contributor to climate change, and that changing our diets can help slow down the rise of temperatures and just generally. I mean, it's it's mainly the oil companies that can slow it down, and you know, ma- massively powerful corporations and governments that can slow it down. But definitely, changes to our diets can help our, our step in the right direction. And yeah, so so people are doing a study about just like what happens when you offer, you know, the better fake meat, Impossible yeah. and Beyond, in a market. Because
2: yeah. there's a lot of talk about saying, like, well, when the fake meat reaches the same price as regular meat, because right now, like, you know, or, uh, Impossible just, like, kind of reduce their prices to sort of encourage more consumption of Impossible meat. But a lot of people, like, you know, speculating around, like, when when is there going to be a tipping point where these, like, these alternative meats become, you know, more... Highly adopted, and again, it's always been about price. They said if if it becomes just as cheap as beef, then we'll probably begin to see an uptake in it. And like right now, a lot of people project that alternative meats could be around up to uh, between eleven and twenty two percent of global meat eating. Right now, it's like not even it's like a not even a fraction of a percent. So you know what is it? Is it going to be a flip of a light switch type change? Well, it's you know it's not so easy. So this student who was working on their PhD project at UCLA. Sort of used the the dining hall at UCLA as her experimental lab because at, at the UCLA dining hall, Impossible meat and like uh, regular beef, they're off. Those items are offered at the exact same price, so there's nothing more expensive to go for the like meat alternative. And so what she saw was when they sort of unrolled or began to premiere these Impossible meat tacos and burritos and salads and things like that, students bought nine percent fewer animal-based entrees but on the other side of it was sales of vegetarian meals declined by 4%. And so this is something a lot of experts have feared was that essentially that it's sort of reinforcing this idea that we have a meat-centered diet no matter what We're like well if it's not real meat then it needs to be fake meat because you got to have meat in your diet and not not really people saying oh we don't we can also embrace like staple vegetables as well. And there was like this again a food eating trend being seen from 1961 to 2013. They looked at when chicken and seafood became more available than other meats. American didn't, Americans didn't eat less beef or pork per capita. They just ate more meat overall,
1: and hey. that's what's happening
2: around the world. We're like exporting this thing, so it's it's tricky.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I feel like I fall in line with that where I I get Impossible Burgers when I want an Impossible Burger like right. I. I will just crave that. It's not that I'm like, oh, this is me making a more healthy choice. It's just like sometimes I'm like, no, I want an impossible burger, so I'll do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not helping the world.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm the same I love, I love impossible. That's my favorite of the meat alternatives. But the way we all work as people and just how things are marketed to us, it's clear, especially for Americans, like the idea of meat being a thing you eat to have your complete diet has just been like, just rammed into our skulls from birth and a lot of the experts like it's not just so much as being able to offer cheap alternatives to beef it's like we have to de-emphasize it too like culturally in saying like cultural shift yeah like when you do you know your fake food pyramid for kids like not having to sort of reinforce the idea like you got to be eating that beef though you know what i mean (laughs) if you want to grow kids because it's not exactly getting the same outcomes and also, like, we have a lot of subsidies. The government, there's a lot of government subsidies that sort of keep this industry operating in the same suboptimal way that it is. So, more than that, it's like we got to kind of legislate this stuff to make it work properly. But,
1: yeah,
0: you know, I mean, long didn't the, the food pyramid that we grew up on include two to three daily servings of meat? Yeah, probably. I'm pretty
1: sure. I feel like. I, yeah, it's like you should have meat. The bottom is just all bread stuff. It's like right. like it's like twelve servings of bread, and then it like makes space at the top for and some sweets. You know, yeah,
0: you yeah. Can right.
1: have a little candy, which I don't think is like a necessary part of any diet. Right, you
2: candy sparingly. Yeah, candy. I mean, yeah, I mean it's part of like for like more of like a happiness diet. You know, yeah. give yourself right. a little candy. But yeah. I mean, who knows the way the how these yeah, sort of fda charts are like created you i'm surprised it wasn't like and you gotta have three hershey bars uh, <laughs> every week too to keep your bones strong
1: but as a kid that is how i saw it. i'd be like mom look at the top of the pyramid it has the, right. like he's a candy you gotta have dessert that is like a mandatory <laughs> part.
0: it's an impossible <laughs> amount of food speaking of impossible it's like all right six to eleven servings of bread cereal rice and pasta <laughs> That's so many
1: fun. what? 11 servings.
0: 11 servings. I would be like I wouldn't be able to move if I ate 11 servings of. And like the secret here, the reason they're able to get away with this is because like a serving is actually really small. But that's Right. That's actually, But you won't know that. Yeah, You're going to you be like, "Okay, a slice Everybody of bread
2: does. is one serving, so let me eat this half a loaf." <laughs> yeah. Uh right. eat, eat five pineapples. Three heads of cabbage, fucking big turkey legs, uh, (laughs) a cheese wheel, and a little drizzle of maple syrup on it. Yeah, that's
1: your sweetness right there. Yeah,
2: Yeah.
0: it's like this idea that you can eat your way to healthiness, like by just (laughs) getting all these different things in. And it's just like, actually, the thing that needs to be emphasized is like eating a little bit less Right. Well, uh, it's, undoubtedly it's less how we meat.
2: consume but yeah that's the thing it's 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 all a great funnel to just get people to be like consume 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 <laughs> right. consume
0: all right well we're big fans of a uh, live musical theater here at daily zeitgeist and we got a new one on it that just uh popped up on our radar it's a performance of oklahoma and it stars james o'keefe yeah one of Miles, you were saying one of your favorite musical theater. Actors. One of my
2: favorite conservative grifters, James <laughs> O'Keefe. I mean, if you remember he, uh, uh, around the early part of my political career, he hit. We hit the scene at the same time around 2009 because he he got famous for smearing that group Acorn. I mean, with like these really doctored.
0: Killing it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know. I mean, he essentially got them to pull like their federal funding and collapsed it until afterwards, people did an investigation like. This guy edited the fuck out of these videos and completely misrepresented what happened. But he was still like, got him. Yes, that's what you get for helping Obama was essentially the thrust of his motivation. Then if you remember, then he went on to bigger things There's Project Veritas, which is like that same stupid investigative organization, quote unquote, just group of assholes with some fucking Sackler money. Or whatever, whoever the fuck they're getting their money. One from. one of
1: the b- one of the best like names of an evil org like Project yeah. Veritas, Veritas, That's great. That's yeah. yeah,
2: you gotta love it. And Basically then
1: naming.
2: the one of the last ones was when Roy Moore was running for senator in Alabama, and everyone's like, this guy is a fucking sex criminal, <laughs> and yet the GOP was like, yep, yep, no, yep, no, 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 he's our best shot though. So don't worry, just ignore all the other allegations about. It. Let's just go straight ahead. O'Keefe tried to set. Sting the Washington Post with a fake accuser to get them to run a story, but because they're journalists, like they just very quickly determined that this person was fake, and then counter stung him and got him on video, being like, "You tried it, and you didn't do it, so fuck off." And he's also banned from Twitter. Anyway, all that to say is, this is think he won them a
0: Pulitzer, by the way, for that. (laughs) that, He like just made made a bunch of people's career by being like so bad at this sting operation. Yeah. Yeah,
2: and so. Then he got banned from Twitter because he's just a big misinformation spreader. And he he had this track come out. I don't know if we covered it to the tune of Prince's Controversy, but it was
0: oligarchy.
2: And I just want to refresh everyone's memory just briefly, because I want to remind people he is not talented and he shouldn't be doing anything up oh, here we
0: go That's promoting group. misinformation reporters that the footage for project veritas was part of according a- to stanford research coordinated <laughs> disinformation coordinated disinformation so this video is Definitely. him
2: james O'Keefe, like wearing the lamest outfit like he's got like black jeans black belt yeah. black t-shirt on and there's it's, it's a lot of corio thing yeah it's-
1: it looks, it's very greaser. Like everyone else is just in t shirts, and then he's like Danny. Yeah,
2: looking. it's Sandra D. and in, in the final part of Greece when she comes back, edgy.
1: Yeah,
0: but if that was being performed by history's worst Dancing with the Stars <laughs> contestant,
2: like one hundred percent.
0: Yeah, he looks <laughs> so uncomfortable and is just like you can see that he's consciously. Placing his hand with every movement, like as yeah. somebody who's very self-conscious about my hands, I I see a fellow person who doesn't know what to do with their hands struggles <laughs> uh, with the this.
2: choreo a
1: yeah. bit. It, It's important to note he has a boombox on his shoulder.
2: <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. how you, that's how you know this is something musical. And then there's like some. I just want to play a little bit of his dancing really quick.
0: Ooh.
2: Oh, Okay, it's not good. It's crazy.
0: Wait, so are they saying, because they are an organization that is funded by billionaires, like, yeah, what, yeah, what uh-huh. does he think an oligarchy is?
2: Hey, come on, whoa, whoa, Jack, come on now. I didn't come, with a, what am I, this young Turks oligarchy? to debate you or
0: something? Come on, <laughs> No, bro. but I'm just so confused. What <laughs> what does he think the oligarchy is?
2: He's, you know how it's always, and with conservatives, it's selective, right? So. Yeah. You only acknowledge the oligarchy that is diametrically opposed to your belief system rather than the one that you are sort of being funded by.
1: (laughs) Right. He has upside down Twitter logos. So I I imagine they're the oligarchy.
2: Yeah. uh, Uh Uh-huh. Because they banned him.
1: Yeah, because they banned him. Right,
2: right. Okay. So that's why he he had to get mad
1: about it. Yeah, you might have missed that little bit of symbolism in the video.
2: (laughs)
0: Yeah, it was uh, pretty
2: (laughs) subtle. Yeah, because... At first, he was Excited. he was doing like a leg move that looked like what happens if I was sitting on the toilet for too long and my leg went to sleep <laughs> and I had yeah. to stand up to get it going again. Yeah. yeah. But I guess that's dancing for him. But Robin Panakia at Wanket sort of pointed out this new thing that he's into because I hadn't seen it. This this guy, Brian Clotus, posted a tweet, right, that says for a while. I thought I would never create again, but I kept going and refused to let the woke mob steal what I do best. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> create art. Now I'm officially back in the rehearsal room giving fellow canceled artists jobs and with James O'Keefe as my leading man. Nonetheless, it's thrilling. And he posted a little clip from their rehearsal from Oklahoma. And again, James O'Keefe is a give. He's putting it all on the line for this yeah. rehearsal. So here's a quick, quick taste of James O'Keefe in some, I don't know, version of some fucked up production of
1: Oklahoma.
2: Mm. This is the choreography is awful. We don't know what's happening. Okay, let me just spare everyone. Let me just spare everyone.
1: That was that was some sloppy community theater. And they chose he put that out the
0: guy who's putting the show on put that out. Put that, that wasn't out. like a leaked video. Like it has the it has no. the vibe of like that Mitt Romney. Like somebody's somebody snuck into one of his fundraisers to hear what he really thinks about poor people type yeah. shit. But right, right, it, right. Is, <laughs>
1: it is. <laughs> this, is the
0: real this is the best
1: they've looked. <laughs> I will. Wow. They did have the vocals. I will say it. Yeah, they yeah.
2: Sound yeah. There's some ringers in there. I mean, the one guy who looked like the like proud boy who like. You're not sure why he joined the Proud Boys, but he clearly cut his hair to be one. Like, he looked like he was probably, he, he knows how to perform a bit. Yeah. Along with, like, the retired, like, truck driver guy. The, this cast is truly an ensemble cast.
1: <laughs> yes, of canceled but, artists. <laughs> right. So,
2: to that point, right, Brian Clotus, like, who is this guy being like, oh, I thank God I get to, you know, give canceled <laughs> artists a platform. This man is a... First of all, he's a political candidate for the Florida House and also a disgraced theater director, which I feel like they sound like prerequisites for each other. (laughs) Like you can't run for Florida House unless you are a disgraced theater director and you can't be a disgraced theater director unless you ran for the Florida state legislature at some point. But this guy, he has basically been he was ousted from a theater company that he started because he just has this like abusive and hyper demanding directing style. That everyone's like, this is counterintuitive to actually making art. So I just want to point a couple things out. First of all, he did a sexy version of Pocahontas, which he said was much realer to like reality than like most people would believe. And one of the people who was performing there, I think, who was playing Pocahontas said, quote, "Uh, reported that during rehearsals, she had several calls with Clotus who told her that he wanted a, quote, happy version of Pocahontas's life. Sent notes about making the title character quote sexier and insisted on adding upbeat songs for a more Disney esque version. Also, several there were uh, there were uh, several OSHA violations that they saw occurring uh, during this production. But when she expressed concerns, she said a production manager threatened her with violence in a production meeting.
0: Yeah, this dude was like getting a lot of positive press for like doing these like big stunts. Like I think he did a a play where. What's the what's the one that has the helicopter? Is that Miss Saigon? I
2: think so. Oh, yeah.
0: So he had a real helicopter land and like they did a performance of a Titanic play where they actually like sunk a boat in a lake which we're about to talk about. <laughs> So like yeah. he was getting it's just like cheap stunts, you know, but hey, like whoa, whoa, the sort of whoa, shit whoa, media on. likes to. You're going to say about.
2: that about P.T. Anderson when Daniel Day-Lewis fell down that fucking mine shaft and there will be blood and actually broke his leg or Chris Nolan, who uh, uh, wants to do everything in camera. This guy's a fucking visionary. OK, <laughs> this is why in that Titanic musical, he demanded that people do a 40 foot jump into a 12 foot deep pit of stagnant water that he dug. To have the effect of
0: people, like, falling to their deaths during the sinking of the Titanic.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: I mean, everybody remembers the dude pinging off of the uh, propeller like that. That's
2: (laughs) the only person we remember from that that film. That and the (laughs) couple that was holding each other as the water was rising in their bed. Obviously a tragedy. But in their reports about this Titanic document or play, they said, quote, Clotus did not want to employ on-site EMTs, so the tech staff had to get some of the cast certified as lifeguards. But there was a snag here, too, Estes said. This is the person reporting on it. Clotus refused to let some of the people Estes suggested be certified as lifeguards because they did not fit the, quote, Baywatch body type that Clotus demanded. Huh? I mean,
0: Titanic, I, like, that's the first yeah. thing you need. when hot in Bay a Titan- bodies. Hot Baywatch
1: <laughs> bodies. That was... Hot Baywatch bodies on the Titanic.
2: (laughs) It gets fucking worse. So that fucking weird pool that people, he was saying, had to do 40-foot jumps in to injure themselves. They go on to say, quote, the run of Titanic led actor Robert Wayne to spend nine days in the hospital. After spending some time in the bacteria-filled pond that uh, housed the production, the actor's leg, already bitten by a mosquito, started to swell, and eventually his quadricep tendon burst. He was unable to work for six months.
1: Oh, that's like, oh, that's the worst nightmare. That's like (laughs) what you, uh, like, you get a mosquito bite. That's like what everyone fears. Or is that, that's my fear. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, that's why I I was afraid afraid of lakes. lakes. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. Look at
1: us. Look at look that. At I
2: need the water has to be moving. Even though, I remember the first time I went to like a camp where it was like hey we're going to the lake. I'm like it looks all green in there. Like are, is that yeah. safe? And then I watched all these like white kids like cannonball into it. I'm like <laughs> I don't. You just know. see the
1: bugs like flying over it. Like stagnant water is gross,
2: right? And it's like, yo, uh, make sure you make sure you shower off immediately, or else you're gonna get swimmers itch all over. And Ugh, I'm like, what?
0: Swimmers itch. <laughs> right? Yeah, Swim- I'm like, what is this? I think you just made that up, but yeah,
2: well, they, that's what they called it up there, up there in Michigan. No,
0: I'm saying that I'm saying the camp counselors just made that up. Um, oh yeah,
2: maybe, but I mean, yeah, it is my worst nightmare. I've learned to get into natural bodies of water since, but it is like the kind of thing where you you're in a fucking Titanic play, but your bug bite and the cess pit you were performing in leads your quadricep <laughs> to burst. Like
1: what? That's oh uh,
0: quadricep to burst.
2: Yeah, not like, good. I never even heard of that.
1: Yeah, I I didn't think that that was possible. Now I get to live in the scary world where I know it's possible.
0: Right.
2: <laughs> right. And now you're going to look like Paul in 90 Day Fiance, who wears like a rubber suit to go into like the river because you think.
1: (laughs) Just full mesh suits to go anywhere.
2: And I'll, yeah, I'll put a condom on because that stuff can can swim up there. I read it in the Amazon
1: River.
0: It happens. There's old fish. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it takes. That's all stuff that I'm horrified by. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's take another quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back, and, you know, the weekend and Monday, just horrifying scenes, reports coming out of Afghanistan that, you know, there there's not a ton to say other than, you know, America should rightly be horribly embarrassed and held accountable for, for everything that's happening. I do wonder if this is, like, the degree to which this has failed and the fact that it was sort of the, like, dubbed in the mainstream media as, like, the acceptable war on terror. And now it's, like, we're seeing how just absolutely fucked it's become. Like, I I do wonder if this is going to actually, like, get into the zeitgeist and get into, like, people's opinions of, like, American military intervention. Uh, Mm. Because this shit,
2: yeah, just our pattern of these little wars that drain resources and just completely unproductive militarism and occupation yeah. policies. I mean, yeah, like, it's funny that already conservatives, like, have their own ideas when most people are like, no, it was a failure when we fucking started it. That right. was the fucking problem. Yeah. And no amount of whatever, whatever you think could have solved it was going to do that because we were already going into a country and trying to force some like widespread ideological change to a place where people were like largely illiterate and had a system of like feudal warlords who are the ones like controlling certain reasons be like, no, no, no. You get a central government and people are going to vote. They're going to fucking love it. Don't worry. We're America right. You guys taking that. Hold on. Here's uh, here's okay. money to, for, sorry, if we blew up stuff and here, you can use this to keep, if to bribe people. Cause the thing is like every, every step was completely fucked up. And now we have to look at more like the most horrifying shit, right, of people who are running towards planes because they see it that as their last fucking opportunity to avoid a certainly completely fucked up life under the rule of the Taliban, if not death, if for in the instances of people that were assisting foreign nationals or whatever. Like, that's apparently a thing that a lot of Taliban people are now asking, like, well, who was helping? Like, uh, who was helping foreigners? Yeah. Yeah, and it's just it's it, it it's hard to think that this was going to end well at, at any point. But to see it now, like if at its end, full end point with just total collapse, is just it's yeah heartbreaking.
1: Uh, I think it's been interesting to also kind of see people have this revisionist history over <laughs> who was fighting against this from the beginning. Like there's there's been all these articles saying like nobody was protesting against it, like nobody <laughs> did. Want- and it's like, that's not true. Like, all these people are like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, no, we were not okay with this. And, like, even as a kid, I remember there, there were people on Twitter who were sharing the, like, Disney propaganda videos. Like, after 9-11, remember, they, like, had all the Disney stars make videos that were, like, going to war is, like, my Disney dream. Like, they literally <laughs> had, like, Shia LaBeouf and Hillary Duff and all of these, like, Disney ce- celebs, like, trying to convince children, Whoa. like war is dope. And even I remember as a kid being like, this is weird. Like, this is not okay. Like, why is Shia LaBeouf reading me a poem about how like, it's good to send people to Afghanistan? Like, yeah, like it it just, I, I don't, I think it's just like one of those really intense examples of like when America came together in just every regard, like propaganda machines for children, teenagers, everyone just like was like, we have to push this idea, and everyone it's was okay. like, "No, yeah. Like, yeah," and everyone was like, "No, this is horrible. This is a bad right. idea." Fuck! I it. remember
2: the Gulf War, and they made Ninja Turtle toys that were like after the armed forces. Because I What's had up? like a Air Force Donatello shit in like desert camo and stuff, and I was like, "What the?" At the time, I was like, "Oh, cool, The Ninja Turtles come in armed forces yeah editions now." But I was like, "Cool, this is another Ninja Turtle toy," not realizing oh, right, that's me playing with figures that I'm, are going to be echoed back to me on a television screen yeah. where I'm getting a version where, like, my parents are like, man, that's a fucking bush doing all this shit. I'm like, what's going on? Anyway, I'll keep playing yeah. with
1: my toy. See Here I was. Movie. I just thought I was enjoying the film Cadet Kelly and instead right. <laughs> indoctrinated with a love of, <laughs> of the military.
2: Right, yeah. and you're like, wow, now I have an irrational fear of anyone who's not a white Christian American.
1: <laughs> huh, who'd have thought? Huh.
2: And it's wild, too, to see people like Barbara Lee, who in Congress, she was, I believe, the only vote against the authorization for use of military force in Afghanistan. The only one to say no in 2001. And now she's out here like, I fucking told you at the time and because she got fucking dragged for the shit that she said. She was truly like, I don't see a military solution. For what happened with nine eleven, I going to occupy Afghanistan is not the solution to this larger picture we had. And to think that 20 years ago, it was one person, this one black woman was the only person who said, I, are you what the fuck? This, right. No, yeah. but shit. And here we are now, like asking these questions, like what, what went wrong rather than broadening out to we should. This is this was so wrong from the beginning.
0: Right and if you had taken every cent that was spent on military intervention and put that towards investing in infrastructure and just yeah. giving money to the people of Afghanistan to spend it as they think would best benefit their society like
2: i mean 2 trillion dollars we spent yeah you know
0: that's yeah. a
2: ton and 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 all because yeah. we didn't we didn't bother to understand the nuances of another culture and and then just uh, essentially just gave uh, Hamid Karzai just said, "Yo, man, if you got to pay these people to figure it out, then do how much cash you need." Yeah, got to get. And then you wonder why it completely collapses when the when the U.S. leaves because they weren't. It was all band aid fixes on top of like a deep sucking wound that needed like some something other than just sort of this idea of like neoliberalism and fucking democracy and this other yeah. shit.
0: You're not going to get like ins- institutional, like deep cultural changes when you're pointing guns at the people, and like don't actually respect them as people, which seems like yeah. right the way that. Uh,
2: and now we have to live with the shame of, you know, it's because look, I didn't vote for the Iraq War or any of that shit or whatever, but I'm an am a conscious American person, yeah, and to see the just fear and. How dejected and just dead these people feel that they have no options is horrifying. And it's it just makes you I mean, again, most people who have some level of awareness about American foreign policy was never going to be like, I can't believe America did this. Right. Because yeah. that, most of history is like, yeah, I can believe America did that. Yeah, shit. America
1: loves doing this shit. Right.
2: right. And now I'm looking at it, and I'm like, it, but then you see this version. People are clinging to planes that are taking off. Like that's not even the
1: sky.
0: Yeah,
2: that's not someone who has options. Because that there's no way in your mind you go, okay, I can hold on to this plane up into the sky to wherever it goes down. But in that moment, that's your only option. It's it's just horrific. But yeah, I hope Jack that this maybe people will see it. But I don't know how much of that footage you're going to see on mainstream news. That I mean, there are stuff where they show a lot of people going to the like air, like the airport in Kabul. But where is there going to be the accompanying commentary from the media to say like, rather than being like, well, you know, if actually if George Bush did this and Obama did this and Trump did this better, then maybe this wouldn't happen. Rather than being like, nope, this is this is this is how failed U.S. foreign policy works. Time yeah. and again, it leaves a trail of bodies behind.
0: Yeah there's a 27 year old the first the youngest and first female mayor in Afghanistan Zarifa Ghafari who as as recently as 3 weeks ago was like you know there are progressive people in Afghanistan and in Kabul I feel like we might be able to like pull something off and now she's like oh I'm just sitting here waiting for them to come there's no one to help me or my family I'm just Sitting with them and my husband, they will come for people like me and kill me. I can't leave my family anyway. Where would I go? Uh, that's a direct quote. And then she couldn't talk anymore. And her, her dad was killed by the Taliban last year. They've The Taliban has made three attempts on her life. It's, yeah, it's just like they, the U.S. military goes over there and it's almost like they're working with the Taliban to like reveal who who's like not on board with the Taliban, and then they leave. Yeah. Like, all right, the there's your there's your rats.
1: Here's your targets. Like, yeah. here, here's all the people that you're gonna want to talk to after we leave.
0: Yeah, just
2: yeah, it, and I you'd hope that I mean the the U.S. would have a real concentrated effort to evacuate people, especially those that you know, put themselves in harm's way to help this completely misinformed and fucked up military campaign. But no, just abandoning them. It's just I don't know. I mean, if if you don't have enough reasons to feel ashamed uh, of this place, then my God, watching people with no option left because the U.S. abandoned them is a good place to start.
0: All right. And finally, and what is obviously not the most important news story in the world right now, but perhaps is the most important Taco Bell based story. Taco Bell is... How do we pivot? I don't know, man. That's what I'm going to do. Here's a
2: new American shame. Taco Bell. (laughs) Micro militarism. And if you're
0: still not ashamed enough, uh, Taco (laughs) Bell. So, there's been an overall shift in uh, our fast food consuming habits toward drive throughs during the pandemic. And You know, this is after in 2019, there was was an overall movement towards like trying to get rid of drive throughs because they're uh, ecologically bad. They're bad for the health, not only of the people consuming the fast food, but the people who live around there and work around there because it's just a lot of idling cars. But now that consumer habits have temporarily changed, the fast food industry is just doubling down and Taco Bell is at the forefront with this what's being called taco bell defy for some reason but yeah like i said it looks like a car wash that's run by daft punk it's,
1: yeah it yeah. it looks like the the old banks like i like i like when my mom would take me to do her errands and the old right. school with where the you pneumatic under, tube. yeah with the tube and they send it it looks just like that
2: right yeah it feels like yeah what you know the future of just hyper consumption would be it's like and drive through your calorie dispensing booth and they'll just shoot a bunch of gorditas into your window
1: yeah i who needs taco bell this quickly i just (laughs) i can't imagine any situation where i'm like i need it so fast
2: (laughs) they're like damn i wish they had three more drive-through lanes (laughs) at this one
1: just like shoot it directly into my car in like this (laughs) this like proprietary vertical lift system they're using to like lower your food to you. Are they right.
0: trying to uh, patent the dumb waiter? Like that <laughs> it seems like they're trying.
1: <laughs> yeah, it does. I'm just kind of like, I don't feel like you've discovered anything new here. Taco Bell. Like, right.
2: <laughs> I mean, just to get more people. I mean, they're already facing a ton of shortages with supply things, but Hey, Defy all the expectations, I guess, with this yeah. format. Why is it called defy? Like, is there even logic to around the word defy?
0: I mean, that's like the cliched thing that everybody in the world of capitalism, like, they want to defy and yeah. uh, disrupt and
1: like D- defying your ability to uh, eat Taco Bell slowly. Like, what <laughs> right. <happening? Right>. disrupt <laughs> like, the
2: relative peace people had before five lane drive throughs? Yeah.
1: Like defying your ability to see the people who make your food as humans, and just making you think a robot at all. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Oh my god!
0: Did you see? Did you know (laughs) humans
1: work at that taco? Yeah, it's like you scan a QR code. You don't even order through a human now.
0: Right. Yeah, you go. You order on the app. You drive up, scan a QR code, and. And like, uh, I heard like really
2: nice music plays. So you don't hear the screams. For coming inside <laughs> from the <a> second. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: yeah. It's a very pleasant experience. You just get yeah. your stuff, keep your eyes ahead and keep moving.
1: And just keep on the one hand, though, as someone who's like worked in a quick service restaurant, that is kind of the dream. Like you never have to deal with an actual customer. I like right. on that side. I'm like, okay, I guess that like, oh, you I, like I would just be messing around with my friends in the robot Taco Bell kitchen. Like, right.
2: Exactly, and someone who's upset about a missing item, like, would just have to talk to a, a faceless window that yeah. just like is, like, "cannot compute your order." Yeah. Now fuck <laughs> off.
1: Yeah.
0: Somebody saying that on the other on the other end of that, <laughs> yeah, of with that. a voice here. changer,
2: right? Just so it sounds like a robot. <laughs> yeah. Fuck out of here, man! I ain't get paid enough to fuck with yeah. this bullshit. <laughs> and get your tired ass busted, car the fuck out of here before I come out there and smack the shit out you. It's like, oh,
0: it's oh, pretty wild, like, spicy. So yeah. McDonald's, you know, drive-through visits grew by twenty-six percent in the spring of twenty twenty, and drive-through orders accounted for ninety percent of their sales in the second quarter. Yikes. Like that's, yeah.
1: I I mean I can believe I don't know I mean I live in LA so I have a car I drive everywhere and I definitely wish every place had drive-through like I and I was never every place person yeah. I mean, the, the thing about me is that I never want bad food from drive-thru. I'm like, can, can like good restaurants have drive-thru? <laughs> <laughs> right,
0: right, right. Well, funny you ask because right. uh, <laughs> uh, some of our finest dining institutions, Applebee's and Chipotle, <laughs> are oh. opening their own uh, drive-thru huh? options. Applebee's,
1: yeah. that one sounds dangerous, but I feel like anytime I go to Applebee's, it's because I want to drink a fishbowl of alcohol.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's so, which is yeah, weird
2: because it's like, you don't, it, you, you kind of go to applebee's for the
1: experience i yeah, mean i hate to you say want, it but yeah. you, go
2: you, want on the, you want the ambiance
0: at yeah. applebee's you get to eat good in the neighborhood literally you're driving yeah. around in the neighborhood in the neighborhood eating I'm and, and really drinking past <laughs> drinking a big gulp of booze <laughs> <laughs> That's uh,
2: chipotle though i feel like could go really slow like yeah. yeah i've seen how slow people are to build a burrito bowl sometimes like what, they, is, yeah. is that another QR yeah. code
0: situation? They know. better QR code that shit. Cause yeah, that's like it has
1: to just be like you set it all up ahead of time because people. I don't understand how it's one if of my years since Chipotle open, People are still like that yeah. baffled by their situation and process.
2: I, it's weird. One of my weaknesses is being behind somebody who's taking too long to order fast food. <laughs> like I'll fucking turn into the Hulk. Like I don't understand. When people are there with like their hands on their hips, looking at yeah. a menu board, like, oh, huh, yeah. Now, what do you do? You like this? Uh, the the chicken fries are they good?
0: What's like, your oh favorite?
2: God, yeah. fucking, they don't give a fuck. I'm here because. Yeah. I want a self hatred meal quickly, sir, please.
1: I would, The last time I went to Chipotle, I was behind someone who was like detailed asking them to explain the difference between the burrito bowl and the salad. Which, if you know anything about Chipotle, they are the exact same thing. Yeah. The burrito bowl and the salad are the same, except more lettuce. Yeah, the salad comes with dressing. That is the only difference. And she was literally like, no, 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 break this down one more time. What does yeah. the salad have in it? Way and it's like, look, make it yourself. What are you doing?
2: <laughs> You're seeing what I'm just putting shit in this bowl. Yeah. And then if I give you this other little dressing cup, that just recontextualizes it. So yeah. that's what that, it is.
1: So then it's a salad mm. suddenly. But if, mm. if you take that dress, it's just the goddamn bowl, it's just mm. the bowl.
0: They are trying to, like, so Burger King has this, like, Big Brother-like AI system called Deep Flame that pushes foods that are popular in the area that day or might be popular because of the weather. Um, They, like, basically are just using algorithms to put all this data in and then tell you what it thinks you want. I don't know why I would care what Burger King thinks I want. I would just go there you get all self-conscious because it predicts your ordering like
2: you're like like like, i would never get that first of all i don't think that fish sandwich is good at burger king i don't know why i did that um mcdonald's
0: is acquiring an israeli artificial intelligence firm called dynamic yield tim hortons and popeyes are also rolling out predictive personalized systems so they're like going in a real minority report like direction Yes. Yeah, so look, if, if, Raytheon,
2: if Raytheon has to collab with Popeyes, so it'll <laughs> speed up the people figuring out that they just want red beans and rice, the family size and can keep it moving. So yeah. be it. I'll yeah. embrace the,
1: True. you know, yeah, the,
2: the defense contractors <laughs> <laughs> inevitably get part of it.
1: Yeah. Like if that's what we need to get people to realize, like, yeah, I want an iced coffee and I'm going to keep the Burger King line moving like, okay
2: when someone goes to a place that's known for one thing and then you get something that has nothing to do with the place that's another really frustrating experience just right. like, again this is me raging out in my Mazda in a fast food drive through line so
0: right well ashley it's been such a pleasure having you as always uh uh-huh. where can people find you and follow you
1: uh you twitter at the ashley ray the with two e's uh instagram at the ashley ray or just listen to tv i say with ashley ray my my podcast the second season is coming back next week
0: nice and is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying
1: i think a lot of people know i like post my weed spreads on Mm -hmm. twitter like my joint spreads in my case and there was like one time I did it, and all these people thought they were tampons for some reason, which I didn't. Like, people were like, <laughs> Are those? And I was like, No, they're joints, you idiots. <laughs> and then there was like some girl who posted this like really beautiful picture of like decorative candles, like long, thin candles. And ever like, I've gotten tagged 80 times, people just being like, I thought these were your joints. I thought these <laughs> were just. Tons of your joints, and so I love that, that I'm just so known as a stoner on Twitter that people just see like anything that looks like weed, and they're like, "Oh, those must be Ashley's joints." Yeah. Oh, are those your right joints. <laughs> those, those, that must be Ashley's like daily weed joint stash. And I'm just like, "No, those are candles. Thank These you." These are
2: decorative chopsticks. Just a
0: lineup of bowling pins. They're like, "Are those your joints? Whoa. Yeah, they're joints." <laughs> Dude,
2: smoking ten today? Okay, wow. <laughs> But I think, yeah, it's probably because the joint papers, those cones that you use are so colorful and not the t- uh, standard like raw, you know, organic paper with the filter shit. So yeah. everyone's they, they're they the most whimsical joints I've seen.
1: Yes. Yeah, so listeners, if you've never seen one of my joint spread, yeah. it's it's a piece of art. Yeah, you know, it is. Using natural veggie dyes to get beautiful papers. It's.
0: Oh, that's what it is.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So because people are always like, isn't this bad for your lungs? And it's like, no. Okay, look, I'm already
2: incinerating plant matter and (laughs) inhaling.
1: I'm already smoking like 10 joints a day, okay? I think, you know, whatever damage is happening, it's happening.
0: (laughs) Uh, Miles, where can people find you? What's the tweet you've been enjoying? Find
2: me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Also, the other pod, 420 Day Fiance, Weed and 90 Day, uh, Sophie Alexander and I. And you can catch that on twitch.tv slash 420 Day Fiance. To get those wonderful faded takes on reality. Some tweets that I like. First one is from the New York Times pitch bot. It's at Doug J. Balloon. But that's the name that they did just to take a little jab at the New York Times. And it said, we wanted to understand what's happening in Afghanistan. So we talked to three unvaccinated Trump supporters at an Arby's (laughs) in Harrisburg. (laughs) Uh Mm Uh-huh. That sounds about right. Um, And then another one from Olive McGowan tweeted if you have mommy and daddy issues then it actually cancels out you're good
0: (laughs) it's true scientific (laughs) yeah a tweet i've been enjoying is from liz hines at anti-capitalism who tweeted trying to conceal my not COVID cough like it's a zombie bite i feel like that's we all feel a little bit i do
2: that with weed sometimes
1: yeah i always had to be like that's my it's weed it's my weed yeah
2: i'm like i smoked a blunt and i had a bunch of wax in it that's why i'm coughing this hard yeah please just let me buy this red onion
1: yeah i was like in this apartment and you know like you do the nice thing you don't get in an elevator with people because you're like oh I don't want to cry and they insisted they're like no it's fine get in the elevator with me and the the second i step on i like got weed cough and like was just and was just like these people have to think I'm crazy and I just had to be like, No, it's weed, I promise.
2: Right. Okay. I feel like everyone has to say that. Yeah, and they sweet, were like we sweet, can sweet.
1: tell girl, we can smell it. We can yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you smell like a walking ounce. Like, yeah, we get it. <laughs>
0: uh, well you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist, we're at the Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes on our footnote. Where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song are we going to send people to check out today?
2: Just a collaboration between some great Canadian musicians and a Japanese artist, uh, Jonah Yano and Bad Bad Not Good, together on this track called Goodbye Blue. Jonah's vocals are like really dope, kind of, you know, James Blakey, sort of, you know, falsetto, but haunting, but it's got a lot of emotion to it. And bad, bad, not good. I mean, as producers, as musicians, they're fucking undefeated. So
0: uh, just a great collaboration between the two. So check this one out. It's called Goodbye Blue. All right. Go check that out. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. That's going to do it for us this morning. But we are back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we will talk to you all then. Bye. Bye.